Welcome to the Women Living in Thailand podcast. Education, information, opinions, and personalities of the fierce females living it up in Thailand. Join our hosts, Caitlin Lee and Jessica Teal, for another session starting now. Oh, hello. Oh, oh hi. <laughs> good morning, good afternoon, good day. Good morning, good afternoon, good day. I feel like apologies must be made first to our viewers from last week, to our, our guests this week and last week. <laughs> I um, I got into a fight with StreamYard for a good week, <laughs> for a good week. I had to get a little Karen on their ass, but uh, we're back. We're back, ladies. We're back. Whew. You got to climb that Everest to get to the other side, man. Always in tech. Always in tech. So <laughs> I am proud of both of us for showing up, dressed, <laughs> makeup, uh, all of those things. And uh, we're here. And I know that we both had a week uh, or this, or we've been saying that for the past um, year. Yeah. When <laughs> isn't it a week in this lifetime right now? I swear. <laughs> Once every time you think it's not gonna be a week, it's like Tuesday, and it's like, nah, bitch, we're back yeah. on being it's a week. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, I stand corrected, but <laughs> I'm proud of both of us for being here. <laughs> it's a small wins right now, guys. Yeah, it's can't a small stop, wins. stop. Can't stop. Won't yeah. stop. How have you been? How is the states? <clears throat> oh gosh, the states are the states. Every aisle in the grocery store is a processed food and filled with sugar. Um, and I have definitely gained some of that sugar and that processed food <laughs> in my body. So I'm actually excited to listen to our topic today because I know that treating your body like a temple applies even when you're pregnant or not pregnant. So, um, uh, yes, I am. I am. Yeah. I'm super excited also for our next week's room. Uh, we'll be joined by Hannah and we'll be talking about what is it like being back in the States and, more so i'm super excited about that yeah how about you how are you doing <laughs> i'm doing good i'm actually really excited for this segment um and i was afraid that we were going to to be putting ourselves in a box of it just being about birth and pregnancy and beyond but i've actually done a session with anna and i'll tell you what if you got those parts you need to learn how those muscles work and one session with Anna, whew, you will learn about muscles you never knew existed, which is necessary. <laughs> it's not only necessary for childbirth, it's necessary for you, it's necessary for orgasms, it's necessary for many, many things. You know, we need to know ourselves. So anybody with a coochie or a hoo-ha or anybody who's interested in that department, are you ready? <laughs> I am. I'm ready. I'm ready. I am ready. So our guest today, I'm sure many people will know she's, I just want to talk to her about not about this, but in the future about like her life, because she's, she's got a crazy story, crazy story. But we'll start with this first. Uh, Miss, Mrs. Anna Downs is joining us today. And uh, she is the founder of Move Well with Anna. And uh, we're going to invite her in right now. Hello, Anna. How are you today? Hi, I'm great. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me in today. I'm so excited about this. Yes. 
we're really, really excited today too, honestly. <laughs> so um, I don't know if I said anything wrong, but I do believe that everything that you do, it's not necessarily for people who want to give birth or even want to have children, correct? Yeah. I mean, if you're a woman or you identify as a woman and you have womanly bits about you, then what I do will help. Um, you know, the information I can share and empower you with will help all those bits work a little bit better. I love that. Um, I'm all about optimizing our bits. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, who doesn't need a good orgasm? And I mean, if you're talking pelvic floors, you're talking muscles that need to get stronger, and the stronger they are, the more intense your orgasms will be, which, um, quite frankly, is a little bit of something that everyone needs in their day. So. Yeah, that's right. Especially Amen. now. Especially now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Release, baby, release. <laughs> well, Anna, let's get started with um, can you just introduce? you to us and then also how did you start um, move well with Anna yeah um well I'm I'm a 42 year old mum I I'm I'm an ex uh, army officer and athlete I was in the army for 10 years in the British army and as part of my job there I was also a full-time athlete for a while doing biathlon which is a combination of cross-country skiing and shooting um and I got pregnant after I'd had an injury in the army and I realized that all of that intense training that I've been doing at the Olympic Institute and, you know, really getting to understand how my body reacted to food and to, to workouts, all of that just completely flew out the window when I had a baby. It just completely changed the way that my body was working. And, um, I felt completely disempowered and had loads of things going on. I mean, my pelvic organs were kind of falling out of my body. Um, I peed myself every time I laughed, coughed or sneezed or tried to do any exercise. Had a massive gap between my tummy muscles and that just gave me kind of crippling pain everywhere. And um, having been previously so fit and active, I just didn't really understand why the rule book wasn't working anymore. So I went down a route of, um, doing my training and then layer upon layer of then specializing in pregnancy and postpartum fitness just because I was trying to fix myself um, and then that's kind of branched out into helping women in general and getting to know our bodies a bit more um, and everything kind of took a bit of a pause uh, when I moved to Thailand six and a half years ago um, I was running a business back in the UK but the time difference was really tricky and then COVID came along and I was like, hell, I need to get back into this. This is what I love. And so Born well, uh, Move Well with Anna was born um, about 18 months ago. And um, that's where we are today. <laughs> Serving women in Thailand predominantly, but a few around in other places in the world as well. Great. Wow. I, think, I think it's important for women to hear the destruction that pregnancy <laughs> does on your body, quite honestly. I don't think, I think that's one of those harsh truths that we're not really taught in school and it, we're not really taught by many really no I mean I don't want to ever scare anybody but I mm. think I think my mission my personal mission has been to empower people with information because then you can make informed decisions and you can really decide what suits you what doesn't instead of just being focused on those influencers on social media who you know have a baby and then get into fitness and then show all their workouts um you know i've spent thousands of hours and thousands of pounds in my training and it's a real specialism and you know, I just want people to have information so they can make those choices. It's not, you know, they don't get um, 
uh, sideswiped by <laughs> pregnancy and birth and then yeah. can't figure out what they're meant to be doing with their body and then looking elsewhere and seeing all these perfect people who just I hate the term but bounce back but people who just bounce back after having a baby is so destructive oh. and unrealistic and <laughs> really disempowering I hate it <laughs> I, yeah. I stand with you on that one. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, Anna, on, on that note, I think uh, our first question to you, and it's it, it might seem like an obvious question, but I think it needs to be answered, is why is it important at all to care for our bodies, pregnant or not? Because especially when we're pregnant, we're told that your body is meant to do what it's meant to do, or it has all the tools to take care of you. And that might be true. But how, why, why is it important for us to actually be conscious and take action on that? Um, I don't think there's any other process in our human evolution past, past the point of, you know, going through puberty, where our body goes through such enormous changes in pregnancy. Um, obviously, there's menopause later on, but your whole in pregnancy, your whole of your musculoskeletal system adapts and changes. And yes, we are designed to do that as, as women with wombs. But um, our modern lifestyles have meant that our movements changed. We are much more static. We spend much more time seated. And so we, we lose the effectiveness of being able to engage our core muscles. And so after everything's been stretched and it's been elongated and there's been pressure put down through the pelvic floor by by you know the growing baby and that extra 50% blood volume and all the amniotic fluid um it takes a little bit of time to help that to spring back um, but that's pregnancy related i mean if you if you don't know how to activate your core as we get older i think it's a scary statistic like one in uh, 6 in 10 women will have incontinence at some point in their life and especially as we get older and we head into perimenopause and menopause when you're losing that elasticity in your muscles and your skin that's when you really wish that you're going to wish that you had a foundation of knowing how everything worked so that you can remain continent I mean if you've ever been incontinent the thought of peeing yourself involuntarily when you're out in public is absolutely terrifying it changes your life it changes what you wear it changes where you want to be uh, walking around it changes how much you drink <laughs> you know it it's life-changing so getting that good foundation of knowing how to look after those pelvic floor muscles now is going to be invaluable for the rest of your lives not just in pregnancy and um, in that postnatal period Oh, I just, I always, thank you for sharing that. I always remember my grandmother, she couldn't laugh without crossing her legs yeah. <laughs> uh, because she always said, oh, in Spanish, like, oh, I have to be careful. A little pee is coming. <laughs> so yes, I, I think that's great to know um, for us to keep, be mindful that it doesn't matter if you're planning to be pregnant or not, taking care of your body for the long, for the long run is extremely valuable. Um, so yes, thank you for, for sharing that. Um, now <clears throat> let's move on to the, the main topic of why we're here. So, all right, ladies out there that you're listening, you <laughs> want to have babies, you want to bring new life into this world. How do you get ready physically and what challenges might you face when it comes to getting physically ready for a baby? Uh, well, I love this. I, I'm going to get so excited <laughs> shut me up at some point but um if we take if we go back to the basics the biomechanics of what's happening to your body during pregnancy um obviously because um this will be played back on a podcast i can't really show you all of the visuals but your 
in essence, your pelvis will tilt forward and that's going to make more space in your abdomen for the baby to grow. And if your pelvis tilts forwards, that's going to change the length of the muscles in the front of your hips and also in your back. So instantly you've got a change in the way that you're moving. And then in your upper body, your um, boobs are going to get bigger and heavier and also you're going to lose some of that core control as your tummy muscles are stretched and elongated so your um, shoulders are going to roll forward and the minute your shoulders roll forward you then put a lot of tension up through your neck and so a lot of the women that I work with um, report things like tooth grinding and migraines just because of that small shift in the posture of that shoulders rolling forward it just makes their head thrust forward which completely alters the way that they've been naturally carrying themselves um so if we know all of these things then in a pre-pregnancy or a pregnancy program we can work to um kind of mitigate those changes a little bit. We don't want to stop them because that's how we can ergonomically carry in a developing baby. But if we can stretch the front of our hips, we can strengthen the opposing muscles, which is in our butt. Um, we can keep our deep core muscles nice and strong and our pelvic floor, that's going to help support from the inside. And then if we can stretch our chest muscles and strengthen the muscles between our shoulders and release our neck, then you're, you're giving yourself a, a really good head start to kind of being able to mitigate some of those changes that are going to happen naturally and keep you pain-free and functional which are the two things that I think are the most important wow <laughs> it is yeah it, I've just I've just been taking some notes and it's in I'm looking at the list and just the list of changes that happen uh to your body in the short amount of time that you've mentioned is is so mm -hmm. important to note that it's quite a few things and this is why we're here today to talk about uh, getting yourself prepared and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but if we if we start preparing in advance, um, it just creates that muscle memory that, um, you know, you get uh, uh, used to doing this kinds of things so that you're just you're starting off with a strong foundation, right? Yeah, absolutely. And um, I've been, uh, because I've been now doing Move Well with Anna for 18 months here in Bangkok, um, I've got I've had a number of people go through my pregnancy program and then start my postpartum program. And it's such an enormous difference. I really wish that I could just show you the difference in the speed of recovery people have afterwards. And even though they might still get some of the niggles associated with pregnancy and delivery, their recovery is so much quicker because they already understand how their body's working. And they don't need me for very long they just you know it's just a little bit of a reminder and um off they go so getting ready and knowing your body before you start in pregnancy and knowing it from a perspective of what's going to happen through those nine months and that fourth trimester um is is invaluable I, well of course i believe that it's like you know i'm a bit biased but i passionately believe that that preparation is really really helpful yeah, definitely. And there's also strength in understanding the process and uh, being aware of what's going to happen to you. Um, once you once you know, right, it, it motivates you to to make a little bit more of a difference and be more mindful of the, the work that you can do in advance. So, um, yeah. yeah, that's that's amazing. So we we want even though we're on a, a Facebook live now and our audio is going to be strictly audio after this, um, if there's any way that you can maybe now get into some practical sides of things. So you're already pregnant um, mm -hmm. and you want to be fit and healthy. Uh, can we do two scenarios? Maybe someone who's already been in the fitness world and they understand.
and um, that side of things and someone who's just never even thought about it, but they realize that it's important for them to be fit and healthy during their pregnancy. So maybe you could tell us a, a few tips on from both scenarios. Okay. Um, so the first and the most important thing I believe is to make sure that your deep core muscles, your transverse abdominals, um, are you know how to activate them and switch them on. Now these muscles, if you were to visualize um, someone wearing an old Victorian corset, they kind of wrap around and stabilize the top of your pelvis and they make sure that that's not all wobbly and um, loose. And also, um, or, or like a, if you're in a gym, somebody who's wearing a back support belt, a weightlifter's belt, they're your internal stabilizers. And if they stay nice and strong, then it helps prevent things like separation of tummy muscles or issues with pelvic floor and the way that i would advise people to um to switch this muscle on would be to start lying on your back with your knees bent and you're going to make sure that you you have a neutral spine and by that i mean you don't have a big arch and you're not your spine isn't completely flat against the mat so you should be able to get the fingertips kind of underneath the the, the arch of your back but not touching um, and then you're going to take a really big deep breath in. And as you breathe out, you're going to focus on, uh, we're now going to start talking about hoo-hahs. So you're going to start focusing on the opening of your anus and the opening of your vagina. And you're going to try and pull them up inside your body. So suck them up towards your mouth, through your body. And so it's a inhale. And then on the exhale, you pull that up and you hold it just for a few seconds and then you release it. And if you were to do this, lying in lying in bed before you got out of bed in the morning and as you got in bed into the evening and you just did 10 repetitions of that lifting up and holding you'd be in a much better position than somebody who wasn't so that would be my first tip um and my second tip would be to make sure that you do as much stretching of the muscles across the front of your chest and the front of your shoulders as possible so if you were to walk through a door frame and you leave your hand on the door frame behind you and you kind of then feel that stretch across the front of the shoulder and the front of the chest, as much of that as you can do as possible because the minute those shoulders roll forward, it's like a catalog of other things that kind of go wrong. So if nothing else, pulling up your anus and your vagina as you're lying on your back with your knees bent and then stretching the front of your chest and your shoulder as you walk through a door frame. And that will just give you some strength and some release. I mean, these Ooh. aren't super hard exercises either. I mean, you're not asking no, 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 one to, no, no. To run, someone to run yeah. a marathon. You're like, just focus, focus on a few of the holes. <laughs> and, you know, stretch out this area. <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, it, I feel like, um, you know, if there's a, a myth, and I'm really guilty, I was really guilty of it, you know, being in the army, uh, exercise was always talked about in terms of, punishment so you'd be thrashed or you'd be beasted or you'd be you know no pain no gain or mm. you know run until you puke and these yeah. are things <laughs> celebrated and actually when you're doing all of that there is a time and a space for those big muscle big power muscle workouts but when you're looking at just trying to remain very functional and pain-free it's about the posture muscles it's about those small stabilizing muscles that keep you 
keep you upright without having to go to the big clenchers. Mm. Um, and so I, I mean, I had to completely switch off my, you know, my, my taught mindset around exercise and just go back to realizing that I didn't have to get sweaty in order for something to be effective. I mean, I loved getting sweaty. I mean, I'm, I'm 99% sweaty all the time here, but, <laughs> but you know, those little posture muscles make so much difference. They're the ones to focus on because otherwise you're just masking a problem. Um, so, okay. That is, that was the I'm pregnant phase. Uh, let's, let's jump into what about in the labor room or wherever you choose to deliver? Are there things that women can do to engage those practices, to strengthen themselves and their bodies during, uh, during labor that might, you know, help, you know, strengthen the process or even their mindset, when it comes to, you know, the final moments. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I mean, I will just say that it's, it's, it is a little bit beyond my scope of practice. I'm not a doula or a birth, um, a birth educator. My focus is very much on uh, the physicality of preparing for and managing afterwards. But in terms of the biology, if you're having an active labor, one where you're not having um, any kind of spinal block or epidural and you're intending to have a vaginal delivery, uh, remaining upright and active and maximizing the space in the top of, if, for anyone who's looking at the Facebook Live, um, you want to maximize the pelvic inflow, which is the space at the top of the pelvis, and you want to maximize the space at the bottom of the pelvis, the outflow. And to do that, you need to be able to move, so rocking the pelvis mm. forward and back, being on the hands and the knees, because the baby needs to be able to move down through the pelvic girdle and have enough room to come out. So um, positions where you're immobile will make it more challenging to have might make it more challenging to have a vaginal delivery without a little bit of intervention but I am not a birth educator so I would sure. advise people to um you know to book in for some birth education classes if they're looking for you know more really effective um yeah. really yeah. effective tools I'm just looking at from a biomechanics point of view we just want to have more space going in and more space coming out sure. <laughs> and to do that Right. You know, just just listening to you um, and and here listening to that explanation, it makes me wonder: Would it be something that you might be interested in down the line? Is to maybe you know collaborate with a birth doula or a midwife um, to sort of you know have have both sides where um, you have the fitness and then the birth doula could also use that knowledge and integrate the experience for a more you know, healthier birth. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. I mean always looking to expand the, the network of people uh, you know serving and supporting women it's you know there's so many different facets to working with women in the space of their lives that yeah, yeah come to me yeah exactly <laughs> and then just make a package and then jessica you go and take photos yeah there you wow. go boom <laughs> oh my God. have you seen jessica's photos they are so amazing i've seen, I've seen oh, a few not many you. though they, yeah, they make me they bring a tear to my eye every time i look at them your birth photos i just yeah. can't believe how you've managed to capture that it's it's amazing yeah you know you know the thing about birth photos is that there i have so many more you know photos to share but i can't share you know, all of them, because there's some of them are really raw and intense. 
Um, but I do, whenever I do get a birth client and with the permission of my previous clients, I do share them um, so that they can have a look. But yeah, birth is primal, life changing, <laughs> earth shattering experience. Yeah. And you know what? I'm, I commend you Anna, for doing, doing this work to prepare women for what that means for their bodies to change. I mean, it really does change everything in your life, including your physical self. So it's, I, I believe what you're doing is very, very important work. So again, thank, thank you. you. Thank you to all the, <laughs> from all the women out there for doing the work and letting and forming and educating us out there for, um, yeah. for strengthening our bodies. So, um, all right, so let's get over to our next question. Um, now that you've been in Thailand and you've been doing move well with Anna and aside from obviously, you know, utilizing your services, would you have any insight on other options that moms might in Thailand might have, um, in order to stay in shape, meet other like-minded women and just connect on that level to have a support system aside from taking a class and or a group class with you, of course. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's such a gorgeous community of um, pre and postpartum um, work, um, birth support workers here in Bangkok. You've got the, there's the doula network, doulas of Bangkok, um, and you have parenting cafes like um, Bumpsy Daisy, which is run by Emma McNerlin, who's a, an Irish midwife, and um, she's just a wealth of all knowledge. And then you have, um, there's an amazing Facebook group called Thailand Babies, which is run by Dula Rassi. Mm -hmm. um, they're just some incredible women. And then there are also some really fabulous other pre and postpartum um, practitioners. You've got Megan Wiley, you've got um, Gabriella who runs Mama's Move, you've got Gail who runs My Mommy First. I mean, there are some fantastic practitioners here and it's it's been such an, a beautiful um, and empowering, oh, it's the community has been so welcoming and we all share tips with each other. And then there's also a fantastic women's health physio here who's um, who runs healthy pelvis. And, uh, you know, together we're able to truly serve this demographic of women, which is so special. I, I really struggled to find this when I was working back in the UK. Um, and, you know, everyone's so willing to share tips and it's just, it's magical. And I feel yeah. so blessed to be a part of it here. Yeah. I've definitely noticed that the birth, uh, community in Thailand is very close knit and extremely supportive <clears throat> and so many different options to choose from. I mean, if you're, you know, if you're more of a chill mom, you want to just do some, you know, regular yoga classes, or if you really want to get into it, then they go to you and they get all their fitness stuff done. I mean, it doesn't mean that if you're, you know, a chill mom who wants to do yoga, you should also go see Anna for sure. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but it is it is a wonderful community. And I myself, having been a part of it for a few years, um, I always felt so warmly welcomed into it. And, you know, Thailand is interesting because on the one hand, birth and medical experiences can be very positive. But as we know, the, the medical field in Thailand is very male dominated. I mean, there are no midwives in the hospital, right? Um, that's why having a doula, especially as an expat, I highly 100% yeah. recommend this. Um, yeah. it, it is it, it helps it helps to have it helps to make that Thailand birth experience what it can be. Um, because without yeah. it, you can, you can have a great experience, sure. But if you have that support system, those pillars around you, you know, Thailand is a great place to have a baby, actually, I, in my opinion. I, I really do believe that. Yeah. Uh, so med medical, 
yeah, medical wise, um, it is, it's, it seems quite smooth here and there and just, just kind of straightforward um, in comparison to like other places. You know, I, I witnessed my friend's birth in Rhode Island a couple of years ago. And I'm, I'll tell you right now, she was poked and prodded and given everything from Pitocin to a balloon to everything um and ended up delivering on her back against her her wishes not against her wishes but against what she really wanted to have mm -hmm. just because it seems like you know the doctors are just like pushing for all the all the things that you can you know do to a pregnant woman and i've seen few several births in thailand and it just it just didn't end up turning out that way but i will say the reason it didn't turn out that way was most of the time there was a doula there yeah kind of you know acting as that that filter like hey we're the doctors are about to do this <laughs> do you yeah. want this right um, having someone to advocate for you and just to ask those questions when you are <laughs> when your legs are up around your ears yeah and you're moving like a cow yeah <laughs> exactly and i think yeah yeah i think yeah. this is relatively new too because i had my kid yeah. 16 years ago and none of this existed that's for sure. <laughs> well, it, it existed, so, but very, very quietly. I mean, sure. it was, I don't even know how much it existed, quite honestly. Like, okay. I know like a little bit, but I, it was unheard of to let somebody other than your husband in, in the delivery room sometimes. Yeah. Like people yeah. have had to fight for that in the past few yeah. years. So yeah, huge thank you to anybody involved, uh, quite honestly, all the amazing women and their allies helping us have a voice in a really important place that you should have a voice. An honestly. extremely important place, especially yeah. there's, there's so many cases around the world where women have, you know, their power has been taken away from them yeah. in the birth room. Um, I mean, yeah. you know, the scenario is you, you do have your, you know, you're, you're totally vulnerable and somebody's basically telling you, I'm going to do this to your body. And a lot of the times you want to trust that person because they're the doctor, right? Yeah, <laughs> but that's why I think at the end of the day, it's just so important to have education and to talk to to talk to the right people and to build that support network around yourself. Um, yeah. So yeah, so that's uh, that's that's birth. <laughs> um, now <laughs> that's birth for you. Um, so now let's get into the post baby life. Now, in in aside from the actual physical uh, wellness of your body. I hear this all the time from moms. They're stressed. They're tired. They have a baby who needs them all the time. Uh, even before the tips that you might share with us uh, post-baby, Anna, how do you actually even make time for physical wellness uh, when you have a, ba a new baby and you're just super stressed and frazzled? Um, and then after that, what are those tips that moms could do um, to keep their physical strength in check? Oh man, this is this is where you kind of go down the rabbit hole, isn't it? <laughs> I, I would say that I think being uh, if you're living an expat lifestyle here in Bangkok, I think elements of it are made easier by the fact that you can you can get help and it's easier and less there's less guilt um, around getting help. You know, most people will have a nanny or a maid, um, and I would say lean into that as hard as you can. As you know, get as much help in those early days as you possibly can because it's not something that is readily accepted or available probably back in our home countries. Um, and also, you know, most of us are away from family networks, which uh, provide a lot of support back home. So lean into as much help as you can afford, stroke 
desire. Um, Sorry, I forgot the I forgot the first the next question. <laughs> yeah, so so the yeah, so the first question was how do you make the time for it? So you've you've mentioned uh, get as much help as possible in the early days and yeah. really lean into that. And the second question is, okay, you've leaned into it, you've got the help that you need. Uh, what do you do? What do you do post baby to take care of your body? I mean, everyone will be different, but I think anything is better than nothing. So if we can find ways to do little bits and often and to remove that barrier of, I need to get out my exercise mat, I need to put on my exercise clothes, or I need to find two hours to go to the gym, which most people when they're sleep deprived and they're trying to figure out a whole new life role, how to look after and keep a whole human alive, um, you know, finding, finding those luxurious hours to spend time on yourself feels like, um, can feel very daunting and therefore become a block. So if you can find ways just to add those little bits of movement into your day, then it makes so much difference. It's the same principle of, you know, uh, having a, a step counter and, you know, doing 10,000 steps a day. If you did 10,000 steps a day, they've, they've proven that it's actually more beneficial to your health and fitness than spend, you know, spending uh, five one hour sessions in the gym a, a week. So, you know, it's the same kind of principle. So. Uh, I don't know, in all my programs, we do 20 minutes a day and 10 minutes of that is focused on um, kind of self-care and making sure that the rest that you do get is is high quality because telling a new mum that she needs to get eight hours uninterrupted sleep a night is just <laughs> making a fix. It's just not going to happen and it's just going to make people angry because I'll be lucky to get two. I love it. Cat, cat, it was like, muted when I was never like that. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I thought it was muted. <laughs> That's not going to happen. Oh, hilarious. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So, so finding ways in which to make that, that, that rest time that you do have high quality um, is, is really important because if you're getting one hour sleep a night, we want to make sure it's the best one hour sleep a night, which requires us to do a little bit of work on our minds, you know, whether that's mindfulness, whether that's meditation, whether that's journaling, whether that's compiling uh, something simple like compiling a playlist on Spotify or something of your favorite chill out tunes that when you've got that five minutes to drink a lukewarm cup of hot beverage, um, <laughs> you, you can do it, you know spending a bit of time for yourself. Um, so you just need to pimp up your rest time and then make sure that the movements that you're doing are super effective and, you know, uh, are really aimed towards your goals. So if that if that is weight loss, which um, I would implore people not to make their primary, their primary focus for postpartum fitness, um, it should be a happy byproduct, not the primary focus. Um, if it is weight loss, then you would make sure that if you'd gone out for the day, when you leave, maybe you walk down the stairs in your apartment or just a couple of flights of stairs and maybe get out the, the elevator a few floors before your apartment or as you're walking, uh, try and do some informal intervals. So you're looking ahead and you go, when I get to that lamppost, I'm going to work, walk really fast until I get to that lamppost, just so that you're just adding a little bit more intensity into your everyday movements. So you're not having to find that extra hour in the day to dedicate to exercise. You want to, you want to pimp up your, <laughs> pimp up your daily movements or your <laughs> daily rest. And, and that would be, you know, my top tips for that. Those, those first six months really, um, 
And then if you can afford it, if you if you can get that extra time, then to make it a little bit more meaningful with an organized class or something where you have to physically dedicate the time to. So it's easier because if it's just on your phone or on your laptop, yeah. then I don't know. But for me, uh, Netflix will always win. You know, <laughs> <laughs> the thought of doing very true. What as opposed to just having 10, 15 minutes to myself is yeah going to be a battle. So make well, it easier. Yeah, I think I think it's important that you are acknowledging the self-care mental health part of it, mm. uh, because I mean, postpartum depression is real. Like yeah. I when I when I had it, I didn't know I had it. And it was only like in retrospect that I was like, oh, OK, great. So it is like you're not just teaching the physical way. It's about, you know, mentally being there and being present. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that that's one of the most important you know, ideas out of all of this. Yeah. Um, we actually have a question, uh, if you don't mind. It's a really good no, question. No, I love it. Hit me with it. So this is a question from Kelly Brownman-Jones. Hello, Kelly. <laughs> um, Kelly asks, I have a question about postpartum care, just for when you're answering questions. Mm -hmm. I have severe diastasis recti, which in simple terms is a massive gap between my tummy muscles. And I'm two years postpartum now and still haven't solved it. Do you have any advice? Is it too late for me? Oh, it's never, ever, ever too late, ever. I so passionately believe that. Um, you know, there may be, it may be a case, I mean, without knowing how big that gap is, it may be a case that it will be something that you do have in some degree for the rest of your life. Um, but um, you can make it functional and you can make it aesthetically feel a lot better and that all comes down to re-engaging all the different parts of your core and getting them to talk to each other and then knowing which movements help and which movements to maybe stay away from. Um, just to give a little summary, if you do have a diastasis, if you do have that separation between the main vertical tummy muscles, the one that looks like a six pack in, you know, in kind of like topless men photos, um, <laughs> <laughs> they um if you are if you do traditional tummy exercises such as planks sit-ups crunches pilates 100s if you do them without knowing how to really engage those deep transverse abdominal muscles and get your pelvic floor working at the same time then you can actually be making it worse you can actually put pressure through the abdominal wall and it and it doesn't allow it that um, tissue between the two muscles to get stronger and to pull them back together. So if you do have a diastasis, my top tip would be to immediately stop doing those traditional tummy exercises and then we need to start engaging those deep core muscles. Um, and that exercise I described at the start, which I advise people to do if they were thinking about becoming pregnant or if when they were pregnant, they're lying on your back with your knees bent, taking a deep breath in, and as you're exhaling, pulling up the opening of your anus and your vagina inside you, that is one of the ways to start getting your deep corset muscles switched on. But if anyone wants to get in contact with me, I'm more than happy to have a short phone call with someone to talk them through it. Um, and I will be posting something on my social media in the next few days, because I've had lots of questions in the last week. Um, so I will also put that on there. But also there are loads of there are loads of um, there's loads of advice just out there generally in Google and on YouTube. So 
Sure. Um, but there are also lots of people in Thailand who can help as well. But it's not too late. It's really not too late. <laughs> it's really good to keep in mind, ladies. It's never too late. I really fully believe that as well. It's never too late for anything, actually. <laughs> so if you if you if you yeah. feel it is on any aspect of your life, it's it really isn't. Just go for it. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, so I had a sorry. I had I had a ten centimeter gap. So if wow. anyone is looking on Facebook Live, I could get all of my fingers, like 10 fingers in the gap between my tummy muscles. And I had that for 18 months before I figured out what was going on. Um, and so it is absolutely possible to rehabilitate and to change the nature of what's happening to, in your core. That's wow. That's amazing. It, it's so it's so great to hear the the you know the possibility of change. I think it's really inspiring. Also, that you yourself have experienced the the change that you are helping other women with too. So that's that's yeah, it's wonderful. Um, so it, it, is it safe to say that you can be any shape, any size, any uh, physical condition as long as it's not an extreme condition or medical condition, um, or wherever you are in your timeline, um, you it's not it's never too late to add this kind of fitness into your life, especially when it comes to your pregnancy and birth timeline, right? Never too late. Before, I mean, before I started to really decide that I only wanted to really work with pregnant and postpartum women, I was working with women who had gone through menopause, who were having issues with continence and prolapse and all anything where you are targeting those deep postural muscles and making sure you've got stability in your core and, that, and that's all talking to each other, all those bits of the core are talking to each other. It's never too late and it's a, it's a life skill that's going to stand... Uh, any woman and, and men in, in good stead and keep you functional and out of pain. Great. You know, I just want to say, I want to make one comment. Isn't it amazing? Our bodies are so amazing. Okay, everybody, <laughs> go, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead and take that inhale real quick and then that exhale and pull those muscles up inside of you. I'm I doing mean, it right now. <laughs> the, moment, the moment Anna talked about it, you know it was happening yeah. already. <laughs> I know, like, I know everybody everybody was doing it. I love that. Also, when you're doing it, you're all looking up out the corner of your yeah. eye. Like <laughs> But the fact that we can be the fact that we can control the muscles in like it's weird. We can control that muscle that's inside of us. Mm -hmm. Like that is so it's just so empowering. And when you do it consciously, I just really believe that it builds this awareness and this, you know, natural strength within us to you know, be to know what's going on with our bodies. I mean, like, really, you can think I'm going to pull my anus and my vagina up inside of me. Yep. <laughs> and, and you can do it, you know, it's not like lifting weights, it's completely different. It's like this internal power, right? So it's I think so empowering. It's, it's yeah. like your, it's like your, your feminine energy and your feminine spirit is just there. It's like, yes, yeah, I, I can do. I'm so small. <laughs> I had to put this up. Kelly, Kelly put up. I've been doing it the entire time. Woo! <laughs> I love it. Oh, oh, I love the fact that to anyone who's been listening this evening or, or, or subsequently, um, we have been, we have been, we've been in their pelvic floors. We've been in their hoo has Yeah, <laughs> yeah, been in their hoo has oh, You know gosh. what? Anything that's going to encourage, not just the birth part, but a whole great yeah. orgasm slash sex life. Because I'll tell there you, you what, if you're a straight woman sleeping with men and you can do that <laughs> you will change their world sometime <laughs> on, on the on the question on the kind of subject of sex i really would love to mention two things quickly the Please. first is whether you've had a baby or you're pregnant or not or you never want to have kids um 
pelvic floor health is so important. So, uh, but also good sex is really important. And one thing that is really helpful is a good lubricant. Um, it just makes things a lot more fun. And depending on the your the time of the month you are, whether you're ovulating, whether you're perimenopause, what your hormones are doing, how much sleep you've had, your natural lubrication will change. So getting a good lubricant and having that and not being ashamed of it is just life-changing in so many ways. So do it. Do it now. Um, and the second thing is um, if you have a baby um, and you are concerned about edging back into an intimate relationship with or yourself or anyone um i really advise have a solo forage first do it yourself take away that pressure of having to be responsible for someone else's pleasure um have a solo forage get a mirror out have a good look demystify it and take your sweet sweet time and then if you need a little bit of inspiration there's an amazing website called omgyes.com org or com i can't remember and that has um really clear and quite graphic tutorials on how to achieve clitoral pleasure and um, penetrative pleasure and it's something that you can watch on your own or with a partner um and it is just it's been life-changing for so many of the women i've worked with uh, because it's just provided a shame-free way to explore yes. something that maybe they haven't felt able to access before so yeah dive in life is too short to not have good orgasms it really <laughs> is and i think we should remind everyone it's almost 2022 there's nothing mm -hmm. shameful about sex anymore and we need to talk about it and i'll tell you what we're going to be doing a sexual health health episode here or there for sure because yes. the amount of women that i've met or that i know that are my mm -hmm. age 36 up that still either have problem orgasming, have uh, shame related with sex, or you know just aren't comfortable talking about it or hearing about it is astounding. And in, in my book, unacceptable. <laughs> so we are on the path to change for this. <laughs> yes, certainly. I am. I'm. I'm here for that for sure. I am really excited about that topic. I. Yeah. I definitely think the more we talk about it, the more we share, and the more we let every more people know that it is okay to have that mm -hmm. conversation and it is okay to bring it up. And you know, not only sex. But I want to bring in periods too. Our menstrual yes. cycles. Oh. We can talk about it, ladies. You don't, don't have to be shy about it. You know, <laughs> whatever. If you want to give it a cute name with your partner, you know, Aunt Flo. I, I had a oh darn. And when I remember the name, I came up with another name for it last month because that she came with a with the wrath, you know. I and just I was like, oh, mine the thirteenth circle of hell. That's about <laughs> it. <laughs> yes, for some of us, it is like that as well. Oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So Let's start wrapping up the session for today um, with Anna. Um, my final question to you, Anna, is what does a session with you look like? And how frequently, generally, should moms be doing this? Because I understand everybody's different and everybody has different <laughs> needs and time restrictions. Um, so what does it look like to do a session with you? And generally, how frequently should um, women be working on their physical fitness? Uh Anything is better than nothing, but the way I like, the way I feel, feel that I get the most, um, the most 
we have the most impact and the most benefit and we shorten the amount of time that we need to work together is I do a three-step program for my postpartum women. And the first bit is a really detailed assessment um, where we go through, check posture, check movement, check um, diastasis, check pelvic floor health. Um, I'm not a pelvic floor physio, so if we identify anything in the screening, then I also direct you to a women's health physiotherapist um, to take over that side of things. But we basically find out what the starting block is, find out where you are, find out what your knowledge is, how, how you can live your life. Um, and then we build a program, which you then do at home, for two to three weeks, which just lays all the foundations of learning how to switch on these deep core muscles, um, start stretching those muscles that we've identified as having an impact on your posture and the same as strengthening it. So that would be step one. It's like an assessment and I call it a reboot program. And then um, there are two options after that. You can either continue with that. So that was, that uh, the reboot program is that 20 minutes a day. So 10 minutes of self care and then 10 minutes of exercise. And that can either be continued like you, we just send you a program that we adapt and we update and we have regular check-in calls. So we make sure that you understand all of the exercises and that you're doing them correctly. Um, and then that moves into, if you feel like you want more support or enjoying it, more dynamic um, personal, weekly personal training. And that could be once, twice, three times a week, whatever you have the budget and the, the time allowance for. Um, uh, and you know what's the ideal amount the ideal amount is what you can do so mm. if that is 20 minutes a day it's 20 minutes a day if that's three hours a week it's three hours a week um but i think as soon as you're empowered with the knowledge of what's going on with your body then it's so much easier to then adapt um the kind of fitness that you want to do um in a in a group class setting somewhere else or in your own YouTube video because you know what's going to suit you you don't have to have me there holding hands with you you know I, I don't think the trainers should ever create an environment where they have to be there with their client all the time because that's just that's just preying on somebody's uh, it makes me really angry the ultimate yeah. goal would be that you move in you go in you identify the problem you you know direct someone where they need to go and then they can either choose to do it with you or they can take that information and do it on their own so ultimately we want people to come in with me and out with me as quick as possible because that's um i think that's <laughs> that's yeah. uh, an ethical way of working with people is about respecting and empowering people not making them dependent and feel Oh, yeah, I feel dependent. I mean, that's that's just adding to that shit diet culture, isn't it? Where you yeah. need someone to do all the time. We need yeah, to move definitely. away from it. Yeah, and well. also, I mean, uh, you know, on the note of uh, uh, giving someone, you know, the tools to move forward independently, right? Uh, that is extremely empowering, especially for a woman who's just given a woman who's just given birth too. Yeah. Uh, they might need, they might be in that space where they need to practice ways to take the power back. And how beautiful that you have, uh, you know, this efficient program that women can sign up for, and they get what they need, and they are prepared to move to move forward with it themselves. I mean, that right there is just, you know, empowering alone. And then and then all the great, you know, perks that they get out of it, like feeling good about themselves and getting stronger and, you know, just being prepared and, and stabilizing your body to be able to be, you know, a mom. <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so You want to be match fit for parenthood. You want to be match fit. Like you'd never go and play a tennis match without having picked up a tennis racket and learn how to bounce a ball. You know, you need to get your body ready to be able to run around and 
with your kids. So do something very sterile in the gym environment. It's yeah. not not fit for purpose, I don't yeah. think. Be with your kids slash chase them around to make sure they don't ride on the walls. <laughs> yeah. 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 That too. <laughs> so, okay. Um, so on that, on that note, Anna, um, how do we get in touch with you? How do people reach out to you? How do we find you on social media? Okay. So it's my, my business name and my social media handles is move well with Anna. Um, I'm most active on Facebook and Instagram. Um, I'm still building a website. I haven't finished it yet. So don't try and find me there because you'll find some weird landing page. Um, but yeah, Facebook and Instagram. And then my WhatsApp number's on there as well if people want to um, get in touch with me. Because if they do go through my Instagram or Facebook page, then uh, that will go through my assistant, PacPal, lovely PacPal. So if you want something to be private, then just uh, message me on WhatsApp. And it will Fantastic. keep it totally, totally confidential. Fantastic. Okay, well, we're coming to the end of our session for today. And um, do you have any other any other thing that you would like to share with the with the viewers slash listeners today um, at all? Oh, just be kind to yourself. The whole diet and fitness industry is all designed to prey on your insecurities and make you feel lacking and in need of their services. Um, you know, if don't hate on yourself, there are enough people doing that already. So just be kind to yourself and think, uh, try and find people to work with that are going to make you feel good and make you feel empowered because life is too short for any of this negative shit. We just don't need it. So, amen. Yeah, amen. <laughs> Preach. I'm over it. No more negativity ever. <laughs> you know, I uh, collectively, collectively, especially as women, we've had so much negativity already. We've experienced it. It has imprinted on us in our ancestral background that um, I, I don't care. Anybody's like, oh, you need negativity in your life to know the positive. No, I'm done. <laughs> no more <laughs> negativity, please. <laughs> I mean, since COVID, I feel like everyone's allowed. <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> No, man, I am, I'm blocking it out of my life. I don't want it anymore. I've had enough. I'm ready for full positive 100% of the time. So agreed, agreed. <laughs> well, well, Anna, thank you so yeah. much for sharing your wisdom with us today. And I really hope that <laughs> listeners slash viewers um, were inspired to, you know, take control and, um, you know, and be empowered on how they can, you know, be stronger and prepare our bodies for pregnancy, birth and beyond. So thank you. Thank you. It's yeah. been such a pleasure. I've loved every second of it. Thank you. Awesome. Aww, thank you. We appreciate you being one of the self-care warriors with us. Um, I think it's insanely important. And I think that it's turned into this weird buzzword um, that it kind of flies by us sometimes, but we actually need to like remind ourselves daily. How yeah. are you loving yourself today? And I love that what you do is a part of nurturing that. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Kat, right. any last words for today? I have um, I have one thing I would like to share about. You, so you go for it. You share. <laughs> All right. Well, I would like to share that um, if anybody out there would please join us one last time before 2022 hits us like another 
whatever kind of train that's going that's coming. Um, we are welcoming back our original founder, Hannah. Woo woo. Um, woo -woo. It's uh, we're there might be wine involved or other kinds of beverages. So please, <laughs> if you feel like joining us with uh, with your glass, that would be next week would be the time. Um, so we're dropping three points of views from the Women Living in Thailand team. It's three American chicks in three different places with three perspectives um, that we'd like to share with you. And if you have any questions or if, uh, you know, you guys want to have say some some crazy stuff <laughs> online next just week, join in just join in, <laughs> just join in because we will be talking shit. This might be a venting session. <laughs> yeah. No, girl, I'm ready. I am ready to, to vent. <laughs> it's been it's been five weeks in the U.S. I've got a lot to say. <laughs> OK, everyone get ready. This is a wine only podcast next week. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. All right. Awesome. Well, thank All you right, once everybody. again. And thank uh, you so much. Yep. And we'll see Bye. you next week. All bye right. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye.